Welcome back to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. The show has been brought to you by Sapelo Island Birdhouses down on beautiful Sapelo Island, Georgia. And Doc Bill sitting in with me who does business trips down to Sapelo Island all the time. You're always in the car going down there, aren't you? I am. Those are, a lot of times are my business trips, you know, and um, once you get done with the trip, you end up on beautiful Sapelo Island, which is a place with great weather, great fishing, and a lot of history with it. And if you, too, want to enjoy that, consider coming to Sapelo Island Birdhouses. And again, the website is sapeloislandbirdhouses.com, or you can call the phone number 912-223-6515 and um, contact Anita or just look at the pictures on the website and contact it via the via the website via email. Well, you know, I agree with something that Stephen said uh, back in one of our earlier segments where he said to combine some fun time with your business trip. I mean, when you're in Sapelo, you can definitely combine some fun time when you're there. Now, Stephen Philby is our business traveler expert who's with us, joining us all the way from Singapore this early in the morning. Now, Stephen, I know you've been to Sapelo, so you know that you can have a little bit of fun there uh, as well, even if you're on a business trip, right? I was going to say, just to give it my personal endorsement, <laughs> I've been to a lot of places in the world, and I think Sapelo is a little bit of paradise. And I'm quite jealous of you guys being relatively close to it, so you can just <laughs> hop over there for a, a day or two. Well, you know, you can hop on that plane and just come on over from Singapore. But Singapore is pretty cool, too. Singapore is actually one of my favorite cities. Absolutely. It's probably, um, I've only been actually living here for a year now, and I've been traveling here frequently for about 20 years. And it's probably one of the places that's changed the most um, out of all the countries I visit. Um, but there's a lot here for the visitor. I think one of the best zoos in the world. And mm. the nightlife's pretty amazing as well. Some amazing rooftop bars here. Well, you know, now that doesn't sound like an ugly part of business traveling if you are coming to Singapore and doing all those things. So we've talked now in the previous segments about the good, the bad. Now let's talk a little bit about the ugly. So, Stephen, is there any ugly part of business travel? Have you had any kind of ugly horror stories that you want to share with the listeners? Well, I probably had my biggest horror story as recently as a, a few weeks ago with my passport pickpocketed in Shanghai. That oh, was pretty ugly. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be very ugly. <laughs> so what, So, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, what, what happened and how did you solve that? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm lucky enough to actually have two passports because I'm a British and Australian dual citizen. Um, however, unfortunately, because of bureaucracy in China, if you end, I entered as an Australian citizen, so I had to leave as an Australian. So oh <laughs> there was quite a bit of work that I had to do. I mean, the, the first thing is I, I spoke to the um, hotel, um, the Le Meridian, and they were really good. The um, concierge there took me um, uh, across the road to the police station. Uh, which was probably good because they didn't speak a, a lot of English and it got me a lost passport report. And of course, whenever you lose anything or have anything stolen, that's important to get that police report because you're going to need it for any um, insurance claim. But that was only the first part of the process. Oh. I then had to get an emergency passport um, issued and I was hoping they'd be able to do it in a, a, a few hours because it was an emergency. But um, the um, Australian Embassy has a 48-hour um, um, policy, even if it's an emergency. Mm. Um, it can take 48 hours to reissue a passport. Um, you, that was a, a maximum time, and I got mine in 24 hours. Wow, but then okay. I had to go to um, the Ministry of Entry and Exit in China to get another visa sticker um, for my Australian passport. 
because they want to see your visa before you can leave the country there. Wow. And um, yeah, that was quite an experience. I got there at one fifteen, thinking I'd be there before it opened at one thirteen, be first in the queue, and I think I was number seventy-three. Wow, <laughs> it's quite a long wait. Oh and gosh. then when I got to the front, um, the documentation um, wasn't in order because um, unfortunately the hotel had put the wrong passport number on the. Um, form to say that I was staying at the hotel. So I then had to go across the road to um, another hotel that was near the ministry and just check in there and get a room that I was not going to be using. Oh my gosh. Documentation (laughs) with the right passport. That is a horror story. um, Also, the um, ministry was saying they needed um, 24 hours to um, reissue the visa, and it was a Friday afternoon. So it was looking like I was going to be stuck in Shanghai. for the weekend, but I managed to um, plead with them and ask very nicely, and they did do one the same afternoon for me. Well, you know what I gather from this story too, uh, Stephen, is that you are very resourceful because I don't know if everyone would think to, you know, check into another hotel just so you have that for documentation and just, you know, all of the things that you did and being able to just kind of move forth and, and get this solved because I would think it's a very scary situation to lose your passport. It is, and, and when you're in a country um, where English isn't widely spoken, you know, a couple of tips. Um, you, you can ask your insurance company. Sometimes they have 24-hour helplines that might be able to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also some large companies, if you're traveling on business with them, will have their own um, department that might help you when you're in a, a, a crisis situation. But another tip I'd like to um, share with your listeners is um, always have a, a copy of your passport on you and scan that copy and send it to your own email address so you have it electronically available to access if you need it. Um, That's a a really good tip that I've um, needed to take advantage of a couple of times. Well, that is a very, very good tip. And really, that makes me think also, too, that it's probably just a good idea to also have a copy of your itinerary and just, you know, all of the things that are pertinent to that particular trip that you're on copied or at least maybe leave with someone back at home so that if you do have some mishap I would think that that really adds uh, a speedier way to get it to get it resolved now, absolutely great suggestion now I also I want to add mine because you were actually with me when I think of one of my horror stories from from traveling and that was uh, the time that I was in Hong Kong I arrived in Hong Kong but had to come over to Macau China to do a training class with you and I was so ill, so sick. Actually, Doc Bill had, had warned me. He said, you probably shouldn't go on this trip because yeah, you're coming down with something. But I decided, hey, I'm going to push forward. I mean, it's a business trip. I've made the commitment. I have to go. Like so many business people, I'm sure do. You know, you have that, you know, commitment that you want to make sure you fulfill. But I was so ill, felt so, you know, so sick. And when I arrived... Uh, I went ahead and did the training class, but I know that I did not deliver up to the standards that I normally like to deliver. And during the lunchtime, I mean, it was all I could do to not breathe in the smell of the food and feel sicker. So I missed that opportunity to, you know, network with the clients and really spend some time with them. And it was just, you know, it was it was really a, a difficult situation to get through, but also too just one of those situations where you feel like you've missed some opportunities as well. Now, what I would like to do is ask Doc Bill, if I wanted to take my own personal private pharmacy with me on, on these business trips, do you have some a couple of suggestions of maybe just some basic things that we could put in a Ziploc bag and take with us on trips? <laughs> 
Yeah, very simple uh, band-aids are helpful if you get cut or scratch. Another thing that's helpful is some st some steroid cream, 1-2%. Another thing that's helpful is Imodium for diarrhea, an antibiotic, and if you have any painkillers, take them as well. But if you take any prescription drugs, leave it in the bottle it's in. So it's, de so it's designated that this is your antibiotic or this is your painkiller, and there's not a problem that you're bringing in something that's unknown. Well, I think those, that's a really, really good idea. Now, those are definitely some of the ugly things of travel that we've covered here. And we're down at the bottom of the segment, so we need to take a break. But we'll be back in a few minutes. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9 on WDUN. Back in a minute. Okay, I'm a cheerleader now. 